It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, I did know that. And, you know, the... (laughs) The, the first time, the first time that Reggie was up there in day uh, that we played them, it was up in Minnesota, and you know, man, I, you know, I'm not scared of any human being in this. Like, there are people I'd rather not mess with, but uh, you know, you, you fear no man, as they say. And Reggie White, I mean, Corey Stringer's playing right, right tackle. And Reggie White just ran I ran him over. And I was on that side to help, right? And the, only, and the only reason, the only reason that he didn't get to sack the quarterback was, uh, you know, was because I was just able to slow him down enough because he, it took him a little bit of time to actually run over Corey. Like physically, like, you know, you say he ran him over. Like, he has to actually get over him, right? You know, so by the time he got over him, I was I was set up, you know, to, to block him uh, and then was able to keep him from the quarterback. But, man, I, you know, there's another funny video. You got to check this one out. By the way, I just I just tweeted a uh, <laughs> picture of me jumping over the goal line at Lambeau, and Reggie's got his arms fully up and extended. I like, like, you know, there's some people that you don't mess with, right? Like, yeah. I'm not taking the ball over near you. I'm jumping over. Yeah. I'm jumping that way. Not yeah. this way. Not towards red. But, man, there was this one play design where. Hey, Rob, I, I don't here's know the picture, what... by the way, that everyone can see. Oh, Lord. You got some ups, my man. So, That's cool. But, but I don't even know why they designed this play this way. But they had. <laughs> Chris Carter, they had Chris Carter like on a sift block where he's coming back, you know, uh, like uh, across the line Mm -hmm. and Reggie's over there and Reggie, like Reggie and Reggie and, and, and uh, Chris were boys, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, not on game day, man. He like, you, you talk about the club move and how it worked on, you know, 350 pound offensive linemen. What do you think he did to Chris Carter? Like, I mean, like, it, it looked like it looked like one of those scenes, like where you know somebody's got some beer muscles, you know, at the bar, and you know, there's a you know a steroid uh, bouncer, you know, uh, in charge, right? And like, just just physically, just threw him, just threw him. I mean, it was it was um, impressive. It was it was always fun to play against Reggie though man he, you know great guy uh you know rest in peace but man you just you, you knew no no I, you don't you don't go, you don't go cut Reggie and Rob, Robert you know the thing the thing that I always go back to is during that era you look at it everybody say Lawrence Taylor is the best some people say he's the best defensive football player to ever played against Bruce Smith um Bruce Smith was really good um I mean but in the era you played in People don't understand that that was the golden era. Yeah, you had guys like Kevin Green. You had Dolman. You you also uh, you, you had Johnny Randall on our John team. John Randall was on your team. You you still we had Warren Warren Sapp, Warren Strahan. Everybody, these guys, Derek Thomas. I, I remember when, when Derek Thomas. I, he was the first dude I ever seen get five. I said he got five, six sacks. Derek Thomas is unstoppable. Uh, Derek, Derek, and but Derek Thomas was great. So, you know, preseason preseason tempo is a little bit different, right? Yeah. And like you know, we would uh, we would go to the to the outside linebackers in particular, you know, before the game, and it was like, we good? Yeah, we good. You know, like, hey, I'm not cutting you, but it's not going to be you know some sort of bull rush, right? So you just uh, you you know what the tempo is going to be. I remember having those. Conversations with Derek and made Derek rest in peace too. But a, a story about Warren. Warren was rushing one time, and, and you know he was an interior tackle, 
but he was rushing one time, and I don't I don't remember why I was matched up on him. <laughs> you don't want to make a living having your running back matched up on Warren Sapp. But I went to uh, you know I went out to block him, and he jumped just expecting the cut, and sure enough, wow! I cut him, and he landed like like on his damn head, right? <laughs> I, remember, I remember I remember Warren getting up, and he's like, "Man, you do that shit." You do that again. <laughs> he said, he said, That's how you know yeah, it's real. That's how you know the story real. Because you know oh, yeah. Sam said it like that. <laughs> he having a relapse. I bust yo. I said, hey man, you know I got to do it. What do you expect me to stay up? And he was laughing about it. Thank you. Right? <laughs> One of those things, like he knew he got caught. He knew he shouldn't have been up in the air like that. Like I gotta cut you, man. Man. Right, Robert, as a running back, who was the who like who was the toughest to pick up? Like who hit you the hardest? Well, see, but this is it. Like the hardest hit I ever took was from Brock Marion. It was either Brock Marion or it was Darren Woodson. I don't remember because it happened. Like when it happened, it was um, you know back back before they had uh, you know the um, what is the what is the uh, what is the show where they have they're inside the locker room inside uh, the during. Hard what knocks. is it again? Hard knock. Hard knock. Right, right, right. Well, back then it was six days to Sunday. Mm. Like they had, we were like one of the first ones, and it was us against the Cowboys, like on a Sunday night. And I remember it was a run. I had come through the line, and Jake Reed is, you know, at wideout, and he's coming up, and he's coming to block whoever it was. I don't remember if it was, it was either Brock or Darren. And he just misses them. And they, I mean, like, got their helmet right into my rib cage, right? Mm. And like I I seriously I don't I don't understand why they don't say this to you day one in football. Like you might get the breath knocked out of you and think you're gonna die, right? <laughs> like I was on I was on the on the field I after that. I got hit, I'm up and I'm I'm gasping. I'm like like I can't, I can't take a breath in, right? And I completely convinced myself that I was going to die on national TV. <laughs> and I'm walking to the sideline and I'm laughing, right? And and everybody's like, "What are you laughing about?" Like I swear to God, ten seconds ago I thought I was going to die on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just happy to get to the sideline. Boy, Robert, let's let's switch gears to to college football. The first college football rankings. Uh, it, it always blows my mind that people get so worked up about these rankings. Like, it doesn't, like, first of all, it's so early. This week yeah. alone, Tennessee and um, and uh, Georgia are playing Georgia. each other. So, like, right. people are upset that Ohio State's number two, but what does it matter? Because we know that the Tennessee-Georgia winner is going to be number one, no matter what. Ohio State could beat Northwestern by 100, and the Tennessee, yeah. which they might, and Tennessee Georgia winner is going to be number one, and they should be number one, the winner of that game. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. So right? nuts. Like, I, you know, I guess the only way that it matters is you kind of get, uh, you know, an inside view or at least a, a, an idea of kind of how teams are going to be ranked. Uh, you know, they talked about Alabama and BCU and talked about game control. And, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that thinks that the uh, committee has some sort of agenda. I just don't see it that way. I mean, there are some really good people in there. I think Todd Willingham uh, is still on there. You know, Ty was my running back coach when I was with the Vikings. And, and, and Ty's not the kind of guy that's going to, you know, tolerate any kind of mess or any type of agendas or anything like that. You know, people don't like it, but I think that they've gotten it right time and time again. And it's a thorough process. More importantly, you know, you got a lot of different voices to kind of even out any potential biases that might exist. But honestly, I just I, – I don't I don't know why anybody cares. The only, the only rankings crazy. that matter are the ones, you know, that happen after the final regular season game. Yeah. Robert, do you think – did you watch the Penn State game on when they played them last yeah. Saturday? Do you think mm -hmm. that the game that Jalen Tuimoloau had was the Ooh. single greatest defensive performance you've ever watched? Man, you know, the craziest thing for me was the first interception because of the way that he broke on the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you know, the, the, the diagnosis, you know, that recognition, but getting his foot in the ground the way that he did and the way that he birthed it. I mean, damn. <laughs> like, like, I didn't, like, I, and, and I know that he's been close this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's been, you know, developing, uh, you know, as a, as a pass rusher and, and getting more pressure, didn't necessarily have the numbers, but I think that was the most impressive one to me. And, you know, the way that he caught, uh, the second interception so cleanly. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they were both surprising to me. But that first one, just just the way that he broke on that ball, man, I didn't I didn't know that he had feet like that. I didn't know that, you know, a big guy you talking two hundred and seventy pounds breaking on a ball like that. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things that you see in today's game. Uh, you know, whether you know, like Jordan Davis, the former Georgia yes. guy, oh, like yeah. a, whatever, like a four seven or so, something stupid, right? Like something that doesn't make any sense. You see so many things from these players that just surprise you. Like it, it shouldn't. It seems like it shouldn't be possible physically, but man, that's a, that's having a damn day, right? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety-three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/podcast. Just go to Indeed.com/podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, Robert, I look at, man, I, I look at Ohio State, and b- before there was a, a period where I would say Ohio State is a a school known for running backs. But mm-hmm. then after, after as that went on, I was like, hold on, well, maybe they might be known for defensive backs. Mm. For a while, they, they had a DB. Whether every, but now, I, I think they are known for wide receivers. Like, that every year, like you, you look at, uh, you know, what I'm saying, you, you look at what they had in Alave and Wilson last year. Then uh, Smith and Jigwood comes out, and he had the best year of both of them last year. <laughs> but then he doesn't play down. They got Marvin Harrison Jr. and they just spot shadowing. How many teams in the country would be like, man, Jackson Smith and Jigwood's out. We can't do nothing. We we got to run the ball. No, they got Marvin Harrison, and they just spot shadow him. I don't know um, if Ohio State is going to be that it'll continue to do that, but I think to me they they're known for wide receivers at this point. No yeah, doubt. no question about it. Yeah. You know, Alabama kind of had that for a few years, and you know it, what's what's funny is you know Jamison Williams, yeah, you know who was at Alabama had been at Ohio State, so mm-hmm. you really had three guys that Ohio State had on their roster drafted with consecutive picks in the first round last year. I mean, that it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, Brian Hartline was obviously a great receiver, you know, at Ohio State and, and did his thing for a while down there in Miami. But, man, he is recruiting the hell out of those guys and developing them too. And I think that that's the most important part because when you show that you can take a guy from these high school systems, get him into your system at the college level – and develop them into pros. That's what makes kids, you know, that makes kids want to go and play for you. And that's what Brian Hartline's been able to do. Robert, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. Okay, guys. Take it easy. See you, appreciate Robert. It. We're going to get to true or false in just a second. I, I can't, I hate the polls, guys. I, I think the fact that we care, even dumber beyond this, is that we care about the preseason polls and the AP poll. Those are completely meaningless. The idea that Ohio State should be number one because they were higher up in the AP poll is stupid. Yeah, Tennessee that, deserves to be number one right now, but who cares? It, it's, It'll all play itself out as these teams play the best games. I, I think I think what you got to do is, I think once you start getting, to me, I want 16 teams. It, do it's, I, I like wait, 12, it's going though. to 12. 12. Okay. I like 12 Five. because... With 16, there's no advantage of being a top 14 it's, besides a home It's watering game, it down is what it's doing. I think 12 is perfect because it gives a bye to the first four teams. That's a big advantage still. Well, yeah, and then teams five through eight get a home game in that first round. So there's an advantage for each four, you know, for each of the tw- like that. Top I, tw- teams. 12 is 12 is cool. I'm not nitpicking nit- yeah. nit- 12, it, but when it, when it happens and they expand it, 
They'll eventually go more. They'll go more. Yeah. No, they're not. It's going to water it down. It doesn't matter. They're going to make money. Them them playoff games, watch time. The playoff games are going to be the bowl games of garbage. It better never go past 12. I like 12. I think they should stay there, but it's money. They're going to go more. (laughs) By the way, real quick, Mikey McNuggets. (laughs) Uh, Tyvis, uh, first you caught Tyvis eating uh, candy on TV. <laughs> Steve, but I don't you, know what's wrong with Steve. Steve has it out for me. What's <laughs> funny is that Steve missed uh, two things here. Number one, Steve did miss me listening to a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> Tyvis saw me doing it. And the reason I did it, I'm so annoyed. So, I, I'm, I'm, as many of you know, I've been having this problem with my eyes, the skin around my eyes. Now, it's much better now. It's pretty much cleared up. However, I had to switch from one cream that I put on, you know, for this to a new one that I started yesterday and my freaking eyes are burning like for 12 hours. Oh, uh, yeah. Not you, terribly, but it's still burning yeah, and it's because, because it, it low-key works your way in, into your yeah, eyes. So it's yeah. ticking me off. So I called the dermatologist this morning. It was 930 and I said, listen, I have some questions about what the hell's going on. Please do not call me back between 1045 and one o'clock. Please call me before 1045 or after 1 o'clock, I cannot answer my phone between 10.45 and 1 o'clock. So, of course, they call me during the show. <laughs> this is the nurse. I mean, come on, nurse. This is. Do you listen to the message at all? This is nurse. Um, we're calling on behalf of the doctor's office. Um, you left us a message. Give us a call back. Right. And we'll then I won't get available. it when I call back, of course. <laughs> we'll be available next Freaking January. It's a racket. Anyway. All right. My, oh, by, by the way, one other thing. Shout out to Steve. Who knew that this means called the bullpen and Tyvis didn't know it? Future MLB baseball player Tyvis Powell and exactly. sports aficionado director Steve, who doesn't know. Director doesn't Steve know is one of only two men I've met in my entire 12 years in Cleveland that don't know sports. And by the way, Steve, 90, know, Steve 90 knows percent, sports. 90 percent of the women I've met in Cleveland know sports too. But because every pretty much everybody knows sports in Cleveland. Like I meet a lot of people in New York that don't know sports. Here, everybody knows sports. Steve is one of only two men that I have met, literally, in 12 years living here <laughs> that don't know sports. But he knew this was a call to the bullpen. Shout out to Steve. Tyvis didn't know it. Dang, bro. You can't know it. You can't, <laughs> can't know everything. Listen, even, Dang, even Einstein asked questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's probably true. That? I don't it's know what that has to true. do with anything. Like, where did you pull that from, dog? <laughs> True or false, McNuggets. Let's go. Didn't I win last time? No, I won last time. G won last time. She beat me on the last round. That's right. The last one. Bull also said I didn't put it in the rundown, but it was in the rundown. It was? Yeah, go back and look. I don't care. I just didn't remember it. Yep. Well, today's true or false. false. All right, A Wednesday specialty. With only three of us. Is on Darius Garland. We haven't seen him on the court for more than 12 minutes Wait this a minute. year. So did, did Jay send in answers? No, no. We're gonna follow around with YouTube, but one of you three will be our. Jay is champion. on a cruise. He hasn't responded to any text <laughs> except, except, yester- except, except yesterday. To text that Miles uh, Miles Stroll won the Gold Glove. <laughs> it is awesome. So is Steve, funny. let's get the music, and let's play a round of our favorite. Here we go. Game. Here we go. It's the music that messes me up. Oh, your anti-dramatic music. By, by the way, if, if you if you are a member, I need to see lots of G. Bush emojis in this. I need that support. By the way, what? so I, I thought I won because I remember emojis. Tyvis handing me the belt for I something. I did hand week. you the belt. What was that for? You, you had just, a good you had, comment. You, yeah, you made a good comment. Oh, okay. You made a good well, comment. I appreciate that. All right, well, let's get to the game. Eight <laughs> questions on Darius Garland. Here we go, Darius see how well Garland. you know the Cavs all-star point guard. Take the first Love one, Darius Steve. Darius Garland. Garland was listed at 6'4 on his Vanderbilt bio because they measured him from the top of his hair. Is that true or false? But he doesn't. Is his hair that big? It may have been in college. He's not Jared Allen. Oh, wow. Or college. Stumped him already. Wait Let's go. Wait a minute. Let's wait go. Minute. No copying off the big dog. Hey, look at your answer. You know what I'm saying? Y'all catch me trying to. Now, wait a second. <laughs> is this what do, does the whole sentence have to be a lie? Like he could have been measured, he could have been measured wrong, but for a different you know, reason. Whether that's true or false, that's something okay, okay, fair enough. Wait, 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 he didn't talk me out of it. Alright, Bull says false. false. <laughs> he talked me out of false. it. False. And Tyvis says false as well. Yeah, it's false across the board. False across the board, and to start. 
you guys are all one and zero. It is yeah. correct. See, see but what he's not listed at six. See what happened. See is what he, happened. Is, is he six four? They see no, my. They no, see. he's not six four. He but did have an afro. Reason. He had a mini I afro. I thought he was. Out of high school. Listen, oh, the reason I knew it was false. Not three, and he's listed at six one, but he did have a little afros. A bigger afros are coming back. Listen, the reason I know it's false is because I went through the combine, and you know what they? I grew my hair out. You know what they did? Parted your stuff and put that thing right down. Oh, this was in college, not for the combine. Even in college. Yeah, you know it's crazy. Somebody was I was arguing with somebody. Yeah. That afros you, are coming back? No, no. You oh. can't have you can't have cornrows and work a regular job. That's yeah, not true. you can. Oh no no no. If you want to be in leadership. It depends what a job Somebody is. Say it depends if on what you want to work in an office and you want to be in leadership positions, you cannot have cornrows. I agree. Yeah, I, mean, that's I agree. Stupid, You're right. Look, right. Look, I agree. Look, I, I don't know the. I don't know that that's the case across the board. But generally, I would if say. If I was running right. for office and I had cornrows, I wouldn't get a vote. Yeah. Did Ty Lue have cornrows when he was coaching the Clippers? No. No, he had cornrows when he when played. He played. Yeah. He got that. <laughs> Sports is different anyway. Media is different too. Like you could get a radio job with cornrows. Ah, uh, if you're on TV, you can't be a weatherman, no, an anchor, none yeah. of that. That's so next, dumb, though. Next question. Next question. <laughs> next question. question. <laughs> Number two, Darius Garland is the youngest of six siblings in his really? family. True or false? That's a lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. Especially in America. He ain't. He ain't. Are his parents religious? That's the question. Religious people tend to have more kids. That's a lot of kids, man. That is a lot of kids. To support, straight up. They didn't know he was going to be no basketball player. <laughs> like, that's like, think about that. That's a lot of it kids. It is a lot of kids. It's, a, it's an inappropriate amount. Nobody under the age of 50 should have more than four kids, in my opinion. Uh, is everybody ready? Yeah. Let's see it. False for Bowl. False for G and true for Tyvis. And Tyvis. You have an official lead, sir. Oh. It is true. He is the youngest of six. Wow. And the five-time true and false champ. One game lead. Wow. Two questions in. Did you know it? No, I did. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, yeah, I did. If you have three kids nowadays, you got to be working two, three jobs. Four? You better hit the lottery. Five? We got to talk about moving one of y'all onto another program. <laughs> it's not hard. You gonna say it's gonna say it's not that hard to raise kids when you have more than three because now you have help. They got to be stacked. Yeah, but it's still money. Every kid Every, is money. Hand-me-downs. Yeah, but you can't hand me down food. I'm throwing it up. <laughs> it's, it's called but if they're young, they just, they getting it's breast milk anyway. Diapers, formula. You about yeah, to eat this? Year or so. You got some brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got one brother and one sister. I'm the uh, youngest. Okay. All right, question number three. I know a young guy when I when I see him. <laughs> Darius Garland currently has the most points of any player drafted in the 2019 NBA draft. I don't even True know or false? who is in the draft. Who is in that 2019 draft? It couldn't have been false. <laughs> I can't think of who it is. False. I know who it is. Wait You're out of here. Hold on. Wait a minute. You're out of here. I already know who it is. G. Bush is confident. He is confident. Get that many points. Come on, I, I'm just roll false. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> All right, so G. Bush has false. Does everyone say false? False, false, false. You guys are on to me. It's false. John Morant has oh. a thousand points more than Garland, who is second and, for and, most. And Garland didn't points. score that much. But here, I'm about to say he didn't and, score and, that much. And if Zion Williamson wasn't hurt. He had all of them. That I mean, guy's never going to stay healthy. I him. mean, he averaged 25. Is as he a, hurt now? He just missed a couple. He's back, he, he but he back, missed like a couple of games. He always has some nagging injury. By the way, I, I do as a, as a former basketball player in high school. It's in his contract that he can't get. You know. He when you start having, you always know when you start to have problems when you ain't dunking the ball. When you look at he's he's not every first year he's dunking everything moving. Mm. Now it's layups. That is not a good sign that he's put laying the ball up in his third year. Unless you're a white guy, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, Scalabrini, <laughs> finger roll. That is correct, G. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number four. Darius Garland. Fox, he can dunk. He's oh, he, still dunk. Yeah, he's still, yeah. He, he Darius Garland started on his high school's varsity team as an eighth grader and led Brentwood Academy to four consecutive Tennessee State See, I hate this. I hate when you do stuff like this. It's an obnoxious question. You're welcome, Titus. I hate this one because I – He's from L.A.? I mean, from Cali? I thought you said L.A. or Louisiana? Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> oh. mm. 
lot of pressure here. A lot of pressure. We're already one behind Tyvis. Let's roll. Tyvis, what you got? Oh, all right. I got false also. False. <laughs> yes, I, sir. We, we better, I can't see from back here. You said true. We got false, yes, true, and Tyvis. What do you say? False. He's got false, false. What happened to our curtain? How come somebody opened our curtain? We have some uh, people from Colleague here that want a little behind the scenes uh, look here. So uh, wave to our good friends over at Colleague uh, who are uh, taking a look. Guess it comes to down over here. Right now, <laughs> we are on question four. About Darius Garland. The answer to this question, by the way, is true. So, G. Bush, uh, you have gone through that behind Tyvis with one, uh, I don't know. With three correct God. answers. Now, Bull, you're one game that back. That sucks. As Shout out. halfway through. Shout you know, out to Ball is Life. Ball is Life. Um, they used to follow Darius Garland around. He was one of the top guys on the internet. I knew it. I the, just tied the game. This is unfair. Did he G win? doesn't sleep, and all he does is watch YouTube all night. <laughs> and so he has an advantage that we don't have. McNuggets, did he actually did he win any of them? Did he what? Did he win any of the states? Yeah, he won four in a row. That oh, was, was Oh, that I was part of the question. I didn't read true. that part. I, you, I thought he said he led you, them two see, four consecutive. It's called basic <laughs> listening skills. <laughs> you actually have to listen to what he says and then oh, put it on. To Tyus's credit, that in the middle of that question, we had a good friend from Colleague walk by. So there was a little yeah, confusion I didn't there, read. but no, that's no it's excuse. okay. We love our friends from Colleague. All right, next question. Question number five. So wait a second. I'm one behind both of them now, You are one behind both of them. Tyvis and G are both tied with three correct answers. Bull, you have two. Question five, Garland's father, Winston, played in the NBA for seven seasons. True or false? By the way, is that Fred Van Vliet in that picture? That is Fred yes. Van Vliet. I need him to get his ass off the bench and play because he's hurting my fantasy team by being hurt right now. I'm so sorry. Let's go. I'm in second place. I need to get back in the first. I'll uh, send him a direct message on Twitter okay. saying that he's killing your fantasy team. Yeah. So oh. once again, Tyvis, in case you didn't hear the first time, the question was, did Garland's father, Winston, play in the NBA for seven years? True or false? I feel like it's so true. Is everybody ready? Uh, G's still writing. G is writing. Great. Let's see. True. True. False. Oh. G. Bush is our new leader in the clubhouse. Oh. The answer's true. Oh. Bull has tied Tyvis in second place. <laughs> I, I even predicted Bull would get it incorrect. Look, here's my Oh, name. that's harsh. Yeah, Bull, you didn't get that straight away. I that's got it right, was though. Open. He, he got, got it wrong. Bull did get it right, though, G. Oh, okay. So he should many half a point. How many questions is left? So what do we got now? Right I'm, now, G is in the league by itself. I'm, G is four and one. Bull is... Three and two, Tyvis is three Forget and two with three little, questions Just left. the wins, Mike. Come just on, wins. I thought we got over that Well, I'm looking at our little you know, updated stats All right, so four here. and then four, three. Four, three, three with three right. questions left. Three left. Still oh, listen. Bro, we got time. Let's close this thing out. Let's go. Right, let's take the next let's one, Steve. Question number six. Yeah. Darius Garland recorded a grand total of 13 assists in his collegiate career. Is that true or false? What? <laughs> Yes, sir. Easy money. You know how I know? Don't say anything. You're going to give it away. Hey, I ain't Is everybody it ready? You. Yes. Let's see it. True. 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 And Tyvis says false. It has to be true. And Tyvis has fallen into last place. Yeah. Hey. Bull moves into second. G. Bush remains in first place. That was place. such an absurd Dar question. Darius, it had to be true. Darius Garland, I believe, played between five and ten games in his in his. Uh, he played year. four games and got hurt two minutes into his fifth collegiate. Game. Right. So he. So he. There's no earth. way you would. If that was fake, you wouldn't. Have, you would have given us a much higher number than that. Yeah. Well, you guys are all picking right. up on my. Uh, I'm not going. Deceptive strategy. Is Bulls one behind me. Right. Yeah. I'm Bulls out. I'm out. No, bad. you're not out because there's still there's two questions. There's two questions. Oh, can still tie here. You're not, you're not officially out yet. Let's go. Next question. All right. Here we go. Garland right. won Mr. Te or Tennessee's Mr. Basketball Award three times, becoming the first player in the state to accomplish that feat. G. Bush, if you're confident in this one, I really do question what you do at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. There's nothing to question. We know what he does at 2 and 3 in the morning. Yep. He watches YouTube. He's told us that many times. <laughs> it's not a mystery. Yes. Or he's, or he's uh, doing space exploration. He's yes. that. I'm running around on Wait, YouTube. Wait, let me see that question Or he's again. watching Pokemon. Yes, or put that question I, up I, one more time. I will read the question things. again. Garland won Mr. Tennessee Basketball Award three times, a.k.a. the best player in Tennessee. By the way, G is a renaissance man. He was talking to my son off the air about Pokemon. I've never heard an adult. Have a conversation about you know Pokemon. what? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm gonna play. All right, let's go. Play Shout out to you. Your, your son is highly intelligent. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay everyone, let's see your answers. Days. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. False. 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 False across the board. False was the right answer. Damn. He's the second player yes. to do that. G. Bush, do you know the first one? 
Uh, um, <laughs> Brendan Wright. You remember that name? Like oh, yeah. Flash from the past? Big man, right? Big man played at UNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember he was the him. first one. Did he play for the. I would have got that wrong. He played for the Warriors, the Timberwolves. He, he wasn't much of an NBA, NBA player, now, right? Decent role guy yeah, for a I little mean, bit, but not. He's an accomplishment not much. I was always NBA surprised when Darius Garland went to Vanderbilt. I was like, why would you not go to Tennessee? Because he was highly recruited. Like, he Well, was... hey, do you know that that's the next question? Literally the next question. Oh, wow. Let's take it. <laughs> so this is the last one. Last one. I'm one back at G. Yes. Tyus is just playing, for, playing is the out. string out at this point. So true or false, yeah. Garland attended basketball camps as a child at Valparaiso, which is where he met Bryce Drew. I don't Drew. think it's pronounced Valparaiso. What's it pronounced? I can't remember, but it's, it's not. Valparaiso. I don't think it's, it's Valpo. Valparaiso. It's Valpo's Whatever. Right, That's matter. besides the point here. Garland attended basketball camps as a child at Valpo, which is where he met Bryce Drew, his future coach at Vanderbilt. True or false? Gotta have the opposite. I biggest. don't know. Gee. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think if Bryce Drew was the coach down there at that time. All right. Hold on. We're going to let Tyvis show his answer first because he is playing for a second place tie here. And then we'll have Bull go, and then we'll have G for the final reveal. Tyvis, are you ready? Tyvis says true, and the segment is rigged because for once you didn't win. Bull. <laughs> False. <laughs> so, G, if you get this correct. <laughs> it's hilarious. You win. G. Bush. What says you? Hilarious. True. <laughs> Come on, come on. And the answer? Second place. It is true. Oh, no! Darius no! grew up in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> oh. And then moved to Tennessee to play in a system that Bryce that Drew was associated all with. I, all I needed to know, I had to go through the Congratulations. I had to go through the annals of time and see Bryce Drew. Was he really there? Whatever, I actually, whatever actually, I, I remember. G I went through the annals of time. And I remember <laughs> Bryce Drew at Galpo. <laughs> Shout G. Bush, out. you are our uh, congratulations. Today. Back congratulations. to back. Congratulations. Hey, that was a well-earned victory. Definitely. He went seven and one. Hey, man, this, I think this is my third ring. But I this came, only your third? It's my, but but I came in second a whole lot of times. I'm, I'm the I Phil. This was I'm the, I thought this you was tied in with this I'm the Phil Mickelson of this game. Congratulations. That makes me that more. That victory, makes me right? even more spectacular. I'm at five. That's a well-earned win. Hey, by the way, we have a little poll from the internet. I think you guys will enjoy. We asked the chat. Who did they want to win? Yeah. Do you guys want to know the results? Bull. G. Bush. No, definitely not me. The people's champ, G. Bush. I think G. Bush got the vote. G. Bush did get 50% of the vote. Yeah. Tyvis had 35%. Bull had 15%. (laughs) Yes. People love to hate me. Yes. Oh, at least I made second place twice today. My mom, my mama said, "Boy, why you got this championship belt running around? Why you do that?" Nobody. I said, "Mom, this was I didn't make this. This was given to me by the people. Mm. I am a river, a connection to those who are disenfranchised, those who are underdogs, and those who aspire to be great." Thank you. I'm going. Thank you so much. Well, if that's the case, and the people have spoken once again. I do this for you. you are, I do this for us. You're not an underdog. You're the fan favorite. So, if that's the case, then I need to bring in my trophy because mm. that was given to me by the people as well. <laughs> and by the way, you didn't. Fi- you finished time for seconds. We finished time for seconds. So we got a big Cavs game tonight. Yes. We got a few minutes for Dave Richard. It is a rematch from last Friday's right. instant classic between Boston and Cleveland. It went to overtime. Karis Levert. With his career game, I think he had 41 points and was it well, nine assists? Yeah, 50. Yeah, 50 Nets. with the yeah. net. So, it, best game as a Cavalier. Best game as sure. a Cav, but yeah, I mean, it was impressive beyond doubt. They come to Rocket Mortgage Arena tonight. Guys, how excited are you to see how the Cavs respond to playing the Celtics for the second time? Now they have a little scouting report on how they like to attack them offensively. You know what I'm excited about, guys? This team, if you think about it, has six players. Ah, that's pushing it. I was going to say they have, I was going to say they have six players. Capable of scoring 40, but I, I don't know right now if Mobley and Allen are actually capable of scoring 40. 40 points? Yeah. Dude. Mobley is, Allen's not. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I think I, Kevin I Love still is. On, on a given night, he could still put up 40. I, that's, that's a very good point. I think Kevin Love, to me, has made the biggest transformation of any superstar. Yeah. Any sort Wait a of. minute. Who was the six that you had? Darius. Okay. Uh, Levert. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Mobley, Allen, and Kevin Love. That's so six. Why not Ricky Rubio? 
No, he ain't no. Nah, he's not. He dropped. He dropped thirty-seven. Forty points in twenty years. What he scored last year with us. I'll get his career yeah, high in one sec, but it's but No, he had a game. Anybody in the like NBA could, could, theoretically, could, if they had the pool. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we're all, like, really playing. realistic. <laughs> Jared I, Allen's not a 40. He's not, because he's not shooting eight threes. No, and, no. no he's, I think he's Mobley not. is a guy who will be able to score 40. I don't think, I don't know right now that he's a guy who can score 40. I don't know yet. This team, this team is man. <laughs> Jetty can, can get you 30. Yeah, but if, I mean, but, he's going to be after that. He's going to knock down like 10 threes. Yeah, he does, like for sure. I, when, you, when you watch the rest of the league, I've been watching yeah. a lot of basketball. That's the way it works, right? Yeah. Like, you, if, if your team is good, you watch, you take oh, yeah, to you're watch more, more yeah, yeah. baseball or whether you it's watch basketball. The Nets and Bulls. Oh, I watched the Nets and the Bulls. I watched, I pretty much watched every game the Bucks have been in. Uh, the Warriors. <laughs> You've been impressed? Well, well, Warriors no. have lost. Who the, won that the game Bucks. last night? The Warriors win last night against the Bulls? No, they played, the Bulls played the Nets. No, the, oh, the, I, no, the Warriors. Who did the Warriors play last night? Did the, the Warriors play? Yeah, because Curry had, was having a huge game. Do you game. know what Ricky Rubio's career high is, by the way? What is it? Tyvis, what do you think? Uh, 40. 37 last year. Remember he got That's stupid, what I said. I he told you he had like a crazy game. He never had 40, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who did the Warriors play last night, Mikey? Do you have that handy? The Warriors played sec, the Heat, and they lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost the Heat. At Miami. At, at Miami. What's the Warriors' record? I don't think their record's Three very good. Three and five. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, uh, they'll be fine. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you know, <laughs> I look at the way the Cavs are constructed, though. Yeah. And theoretically, if you put their roster next to – say another good team. I would never in, the, in my lifetime think that I would say a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is less talented <laughs> than the Cavs. I actually, oh, yeah. I actually think with Darius Garland, I actually think that they're, they're more talented than the Celtics. Oh, absolutely. Oh, than the Celtics? Yes. <laughs> the Cavs. I mean, well, that's a good question. I, it, Wait, Wait, I, got, I think I'm they have more frontline players. Yes. Well, hey, let's, let's go through it right now. Yeah. I Tatum and Mitchell are the two best players on each team. That's a taking? wash. Yeah, yeah. That's a wash. That's a wash. I mean, it's hard to pick one over the other. I, I, I'd probably, personally, I'd probably give a slight edge to Tatum, but it's it's picking. It's, yeah, 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 okay. I don't know. Jalen Brown or Darius Garland? I mean, that's a J- wash, too. Jalen Brown. I'd Jay, probably just Jay, another slight edge because to Jalen. Because he's, def- he's a defender, right? Yeah. He's bigger, yeah. Yeah, okay. Slight. But like, are we factoring in age and stuff like that? Or I'm no? saying right now, like, like well, yeah, tonight. If today. You're All right, I guess Jalen Brown, but not by a lot. No, I no, mean, no, that's a tiny difference. Yeah, then yeah. you go Mobley and Marcus Smart. It's hard Mobley. to compare those two guys. They're such different One's players. One's a defensive player, but I would I probably. Mean, Marcus Smart is a more proven player. He's a, and he's a defensive player of the year. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not I mean, going to At this it. point, I got to take Marcus. All right. Right now, today. Right now, right, right now. now today. All so, right. now, after that, though, I think it gets a lot of Cavalier favorites. Yes. Yes. I think, like, Jared Allen is better than the fourth best player. Like, who's like, the yep. fourth best player on the Celtics? Derek White. Robert Wood. Right. Yeah. Jared, yeah, Jared, Jared Allen's a lot better yeah, than there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got Levert and Kevin Love as your fifth and sixth guys. And I like them better than. Well, no, it's Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon's Uh-oh. in that conversation. That's the yeah. fourth guy. And he's kind of a wash with Levert. It's close, but you got to be fair <coughs> to the Celtics. They just went to the finals. They did. So, they, you know, I, it, it's funny. Ben Axelrod, who works for uh, Channel 3, he put up a tweet earlier about the the uh, odds. I don't know if it was the odds to win the East or the wins of the championship. I can't remember. I'll get it up in one sec. But the Cavs were sixth. And he thought they should have been ahead of, like, Miami or whatever. And I'm like, first of all, the odds are based on how people vote, right? Like, right. the Nets are third because people know Kyrie and they know Kevin Durant. So, people will bet. And it's a New York team, even though nobody in New York I know cares about the Nets. <laughs> it's probably changed in the last decade. But um, but people will just make bets on those teams because they know. If you know a team, more people are going to bet on them, mm-hmm. even if it's not. Here, here's the list, right? So, the Nets shouldn't be third right now. They look like an awful. Nets, did the Nets lose last night? Yes. They lost. They look awful. The Cavs are on heat, but I'm like, the Cavs on that list, like the Bucks and Celtics, the Bucks have won a championship. We know that, you know, they deserve to be the favorite. The Celtics just went to the finals. Those Sixers and Heat teams have gone to the playoffs and won series. Now, they've they, never gone to the finals. They have, Heat was in the finals when it lost to LeBron. In the bubble, the Heat went to the finals that oh, year. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. They went wow. to the finals. See, yeah. I can't even remember who they played. Yeah. <laughs> so those teams have playoff experience, and the Nets are ahead because the Bucks, they have the, the big names, and because that. even though they haven't gone to the playoffs together, obviously Durant and Kyrie have a ton of experience. So I'm not surprised, even though the Cavs are, I think, as you say, as talented as any team in the East, 
but they have the least proven talent of any team in the East. And, and, and playoff basketball is different. It so, is. Yeah. So those guys have shown me they could kick it up a notch and right. turn it but, up a little bit. And then you got to take into account that, you know, the Cavs haven't been to the playoffs and since JB's been the coach. How do right. we know how he's going to coach in the playoffs? The only yeah. Only thing that we can go off is the play-in games where right. I think he got out coached a little bit in those. Yeah, games. I mean, and it was his first time with this team, and right. it's like there's a lot. You know, they got to prove it. And first of all, and this season, as great as the Cavs are, as much as we love them, as lo- much as we love how they're playing, it's been two weeks. Yeah. I mean, we can't get carried away based on two weeks. Yeah, definitely. All right, won't be the last Cavs conversation. Obviously, tomorrow we'll talk plenty about the Cavs uh, after they hopefully beat Boston tonight. We're leading with the Cavs tomorrow. Barring breaking news, just so everyone knows. Let's talk some fantasy football. Our buddy Dave Richard is with us, CBSSports.com. Hello, Dave. What's up, fellas? Are you uh, are you racing to get Deion Jackson off your waiver wire? I already I kept him in one league. Why did something happen to Jonathan Taylor that I haven't seen today? Jonathan Taylor is not practicing today. He's got the ankle issue. It's it's seeming (laughs) to be a problem. (laughs) It's seemingly a problem, and I, I think we could potentially see him. Maybe be limited if he plays. You yeah. know, limited for Jonathan Taylor is still – it could be pretty good for Jonathan Taylor. That could yeah. be like 65% of the snaps bowl. But yeah. Deion Jackson's now the number two guy behind him because they traded Naheem Hines. That's true. Good and I, I, I think he's I think he's worth rostering. I think you made a smart move by hanging on to him. I did. I started him that week. He had the big week. And I, I have Barkley on a bye this week, so now, I'm, if, especially if Taylor doesn't play, I'm going to play him oh, this week. You might be cruising. Tyvis is looking at his fan. Uh, G- I already got him. <laughs> Tyvis already has him. Oh, you already got him? Nice. Of course Tyvis does. I expect him to. He's smart. Uh, by the way, well, I mean, he did cut Dak Prescott by mistake. That so. was crazy. Uh, I don't know. You know, he's he gets a pass for that from me. Yeah, all right. Oh, I got a question. I know Go what ahead. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Yes. I, I, is it Isaiah Likely? Is mm-hmm. that his name? The Ravens tight end. It, yeah. Should I pick yeah, him Ra- up or should I just keep rolling with Gesicki? Gesicki is an interesting tight end. I actually did a lot of research on him today. He's He has five red zone targets and four end zone targets in his last three games. So the Dolphins clearly look to him when they're basically inside the 15, but not at the goal line or at the two. That's Gasicki's territory. He's had an end zone target each of his past three games. Should have scored in three straight games. So if you view him as a touchdown or bust tight end, I don't mind him this week. Now, in saying that, if there is a scenario where Mark Andrews doesn't play this week for the Ravens against the Saints, Isaiah likely, you saw what he's capable of doing on last Thursday, he could do something like that again. He's a move tight end who's better against zone coverage than man coverage, and he's pretty quick, and he's got good hands and a big catch radius, and Lamar Jackson's always favored the middle of the field. He's, he's not particularly good throwing to the sidelines. I think that's where you could see likely step up, but I think it takes Mark Andrews being out in order for that to happen. Uh, well, <laughs> and that's tricky because it's Monday Night Football for the Ravens. This right. But so, look, the, here's the thing is that if Mark Andrews practices by Friday or Saturday yeah. – I think you can pretty much assume that he'll play in the game. Right. And if you have to make a call and you don't know whether or not Andrews is going to play, you just start Gasecki or whoever you have if you don't have Gasecki. So, you know, there's a couple of uh, areas here. First of all, Hawkinson, he just got traded. Does his value Mm -hmm. go up or down based on where he's moving to? You know, if I had to pick up or down, I, I think I'd say down. But honestly, I feel like it's going to stay exactly where it is, where it's going to depend on the scheme that the Vikings play against. The matchup will be a factor, and how much Kirk Cousins will have to throw will be a factor. Obviously, he's got an upgrade going from Goff to Cousins, <laughs> but he's still in a crowded offense, still might see more than uh, five or six targets in a game rarely. He's probably going to be a guy that lives around three or four catches per game. He had that monster game earlier in the year, yep. and then – Everything else he's had, it's been right around eight, nine fantasy points in PPR leagues. So I'm not that excited about Hawkinson for the rest of this season. Let me give you one more follow-up, too. Like, we got um, a lot of buys this week. You looking at flexes, guys that you're trying to get some some just squeeze a game or two out of. <laughs> we got Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, and uh, Dobbs from um, from Green Bay. Green Bay. Which yep. one of those guys do you think is uh, is a better <laughs> upside this week? A week, a week ago this time, I was not a Dobbs fan, but then some things happened. Uh, Christian Watson, their other rookie wide receiver, he got hurt against Buffalo. And Dobbs had to play. And remember, Alan Lazard was out for Green Bay for that game. 
Dobbs started making some plays, and that's a tough defense that he did it against, caught the touchdown. I like him the best, not only because of the opportunity that he has in the Green Bay offense, but they're taking on the Lions. And you saw how bad the Lions defense was last week. Not that it's the same thing. Romeo Dobbs to Tyreek Hill, not the same thing. But those Lions gave up a ton of yards, especially in the middle of the field, to those Dolphins receivers. I think they're going to continue to struggle against the pass, and I think it's going to open the door for Dobbs to have another pretty good game. I got one more question for you, running back related. Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake this week versus New Orleans or Joe Mixon against Carolina? I mean, it sounds silly to even ask the question because Joe Mixon has so much more upside, and I will tell you Mixon against Carolina, and it would just make sense for the Bengals to kind of go back to trying to be more balanced offensively and try and run the football as best as they can. I don't know how much confidence they have in running the football because they should have done that on Monday against the Browns, and they couldn't do it. It was weird why they wouldn't take advantage of that matchup. I think Kenya Drake's going to have an interesting game. It's a tough matchup against New Orleans. I actually think that Saints defense is better than they looked a couple of games ago. But he's getting a good opportunity. But Mixon gets that type of opportunity pretty much every week. And if catches <coughs> count, forget about it. You know that Mixon is going to be involved in the passing game. We'll get good numbers there. I, I just think that he's an easy start over Drake. But Drake is worth taking a look at. Double check to see if he's on the waiver wire. Still out there. Uh, I have it right in front of me. It's right around a third of CBS Sports League's where he's out there 37%. So if you can't get your hands on Deion Jackson, maybe Drake is someone who you can find and can use this week. Another guy who's become popular, getting back to tight ends here for a minute, Dave, Greg Dulcich, is that how you say his name? Yes, that's how you say it. So I'm in a scenario, and I think other fans might be in this scenario as well, where I have Mark Andrews, right? And I've lost Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And not that he's great, but I've lost Zeke Elliott in the last two weeks. And I was not that, I was pretty thin at <laughs> running back to begin with. I'm thinking about trading Mark Andrews to upgrade at running back, trusting that Dulcich, Dulcich can at least be adequate. Does that make sense in the sure. right deal? I, well, what you're really doing is you're hoping that Dulcich is better than a streaming tight end. Right. Yes, and by sure. that, I mean that he, he continues to put up some good yardage and find the end zone and all the stuff that you look for from somebody like Mark Andrews, but you're getting it at a discounted price or at least a guy who you haven't heard of necessarily, fantasy managers haven't heard of like Greg Dulcich. I'll tell you what, I thought the Broncos offense looked dead until they got Dulcich involved. And then the second half last week, you really saw it come into play. One obstacle that you'll have is that Dulcich is on bye this week. So you can't use him unless you're going to take a zero at tight end, which is loser's mentality. I don't want that at all. You'd have to stream somebody like Tyler Conklin or maybe even Isaiah Likely as a replacement because Dulcich isn't going to play if you make this trade. The other thing that I would think about is are you going to sell low on uh, on Mr. Andrews That's because true. he's not at 100% yeah. coming off of a bad game. No, If you try and do it today, the first thing that another fantasy manager is going to say to you is, well, we don't even know if he's healthy. Right. I'm not going to give you a good running back for him. Fair point. So you need to make sure that you get a really good running back, probably a second-tier type of running back in exchange for Mark Andrews because Andrews is one of those guys, man. When it comes to fantasy football, he puts up numbers most weeks like a wide receiver, and you're getting that at the tight end spot. It's a huge advantage for your team. Dave, if you're streaming quarterbacks this week, who's <laughs> give me some off-the-radar guys maybe. I don't know if I can give you an off. I'll yeah. give you some off the radar guys, but yeah. the guy who's on the radar is Justin Fields, who's given you at least 25 fantasy points in each of his past two games and at least 18 fantasy points in each of his past four. He's basically doubled his rushing production over the last four games, and he's throwing the ball just a little bit more. It's like five, six more pass attempts per game, but he's doing a much better job completing the passes. They're adding Chase Claypool in the mix. I think that'll help Fields more so than it'll do anything for Chase Claypool in fantasy. But I think he's a reliable top 10 fantasy quarterback this week against the Dolphins. The one thing he has to be able to do is navigate around the blitz. And what we've seen over the last four weeks from Justin Fields is that when he's pressured in the pocket, he takes off. And that's good rushing production. The other thing we've seen from Fields, by the way, and this is over the past two games, when they're close to the goal line, he's taking it in himself. He's running for touchdowns. And so if you're getting 12 points just from him getting 60 yards on the ground and a touchdown, he doesn't have to do that much more as a passer to be a usable fantasy quarterback. It just so happens that he's done pretty well as a passer 
over the last two weeks. And once you look in this Dolphins secondary, they've done a nice job scheming against wide receivers, but there will be opportunities downfield for the Bears to make plays, and that'll help Justin Fields. Now, you wanted me to dig deep a little bit at quarterback. I got two names for you. Number one is Taylor Heineke, who came through for fantasy managers last week. Should get you around 20 fantasy points this week. And the other name is P.J. Walker, who's given a minimum of 18 fantasy points and a maximum of 19 fantasy points over his last two games. He's taking on the Bengals this week, and the Bengals' defense is all bruised and battered, as you guys know, after the Browns took him down on Monday night. Really quick, Chase Claypool is a start. Would you start him? He's on my bench right now, or do you want to mm. go look for somebody like uh, Pierce uh, <coughs> from the, uh, the Colts? If it's down to those two, uh, depending on how the reports shake out for Claypool, I might try him over Pierce just because I, I think that that Colts offense is really going to try and get conservative and try and protect Sam Ellinger from making mistakes throwing the football. And Pierce is okay. I think you're looking for a receiver that can get you 10 PPR points if you're down to those two. Claypool at least has done that. It was in a different offense and with a different quarterback, but he's done that at many points already this year. Wide receivers, top wide receivers on the board in terms of uh, the waiver wire this week, Dave. I, I think the first name that you can go after is Josh Palmer in Los Angeles. He's coming off of a concussion, but also off of a bye week. He practiced on Monday. He should be cleared and good to go. And because we know there's no Mike Williams, and because the matchup is so good for the Chargers against the Falcons, I think he's almost a must-start fantasy wide receiver, a number two type of wideout. You can flex him if you want, but he was out there as of yesterday in 70% of CBS Sports Leagues. I mentioned Dobbs. Claypool is worth adding, just not necessarily starting this week. And what about Rondell Moore, who two games ago played on the outside a lot for Arizona, really delivered a dud. And then last week, he played in the slot a little bit more, got some more targets and catches, made a nice play after the catch, broke some tackles along the way. He's got some opportunities in a PPR league to be good for around 13 or 14 points. And he's out there in a little less than half of CBS Sports Leagues. Dave, last thing for me, and then one quick fan question. Naheem Hines, you mentioned he got traded. Chase Edmonds also got traded. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the fantasy value of those guys on their new teams? Edmonds is a no-go for me. In fact, I, I'm really not a fan of any of the Broncos running backs until yeah. something shakes out there. Uh, on, on the day they traded for Chase Edmonds, they said Melvin Gordon's the starter, and it's been Latavius Murray who's been the most productive fantasy running back since they acquired Murray three games ago. As for Naheem Hines, I think the Bills have an idea in mind of using him as their passing downs back, their hurry-up offense back. You know, pretty much anytime Josh Allen wants to throw it around, Naheem Hines makes sense to be in the backfield, and he's a better pass catcher than, than Devin Singletary, and he's more NFL-ready. Obviously, he's been in the NFL for years, so NFL already not the right term but he's got more experience than James Cook and that's the rookie who they drafted I think it's terrible for James Cook and he's not going to be a factor it hurts Devin Singletary kind of pushes him into that flex range and I think Naheem Hines and PPR could be good for around 10 points a week would love to have him on my bench if not used as a spot start once he gets acclimated to what Buffalo is doing I have one league where I just cut him last week I'm so ticked I could use it we got one question who'd you you cut him for Who'd I cut him for? I don't even remember yeah. at this point. I don't remember off the top oh, of my head. That's bad. That sucks. We got right. one question Go from ahead, the Mike. internet here. Dave, just a reminder, if you're not a subscriber, make sure you subscribe. You can join and become a member. The button to join is right by the subscribe button on our homepage. This is from Joe Roscos. He says, what defense am I playing on the off week for San Francisco? Go look for the Seahawks. I like the way that their defense has been playing over the past few weeks. They're taking on Arizona. Cardinals have allowed at least 11 fantasy points to two of the past three defenses they face. Seattle scored at least nine fantasy points in every game this year, except for one. That was that high-scoring shootout at New Orleans. And the last time these two teams got together, very few points scored. Good defensive performance for Seattle. I would look their way first. Great stuff, Dave, as always. Everybody check out DaveCBSSports.com. Unlike a lot in the fantasy community, Dave actually knows football uh, much better than, than most of the other guys do in fantasy. Uh, he gives you this great analysis here in just a little bit, and he does even better job. They do. He does all the all the streaming videos. He's got his trade chart. You do excellent. You're the best, Dave. I appreciate it as always. Thanks, man. I love it when you say that because there have been times where I've been a little off on my advice and you're like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? This isn't right. And, you know, I hear it from you. So it's nice to hear the positives. What's your your Twitter handle? At Dave Richard. Richard. At Dave Richard. All one word. No underscores. No S's. He's great. Everybody gets it wrong. I mean, you can't get it right all the time. So, you know, what are you going to do? Thanks, Dave.
You got it, guys. Good luck in your leagues this week. All right. Dave Richards, CBS. Good to chat with him. Tyvis, it's time for your final take. You know, I got to wait. You got to wait. Got to wait for it. Be brief. Yeah. All right. Yesterday morning really messed me up because I, I seen the rapper Takeoff get killed. And, I, and it really ticked me off a little bit because they got into an argument and, you know, one thing led to another. And Takeoff is one of those guys who's pretty quiet. Out of all the Migos, he's the one that's kind of don't make the most noise. He's the quiet guy. Actually, it was Quavo who got into the situation and then a guy just pulls a gun out and starts shooting. And my problem with it is that why is the is guns the number one thing that people run to? If you got a situation, you can handle it like a man and just throw hands like that. Everybody can go home to their families. But he was an innocent bystander who got struck by a gun yesterday. And it, it, it really ruffles my feathers because I don't understand why people of my age and younger always thinks that guns is the way. Like that's just all y'all want to do is go out there and be strapped up and be tooled up and, and feel like that that's what you need to be safe in life. And that's sad at that a society that we got to this. It's something that needs to be cleaned up. Guns is not the answer. Um, I understand it from, you know, uh, being at home, being protective, you protecting your home. But when you out here, like it's, it's to the point now where nobody can have fun anymore. All these school shootings and people going to grocery stores, you, it's, it's to the point where you can't do anything in life. There's no way you're not safe anywhere. It's taking all the fun out of the world. So y'all got to put them guns down and just handle it a different way. Mm. Well, they said, what's yeah. the common denominator? Sad, but true. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go a little lighter. I, I talked about uh, takeoff yesterday and I was sad just like, um, said, said just like uh, Tybus was, but I'm gonna get to this, man. Um, I, I, I like the fact that I haven't heard any issues with kids uh, and trick or treating, right? Um, I made a comment yesterday. I said, you know, when I was coming up, it got so bad where the, the school would just sponsor it and they would just go, you know, decorate the gym. You pay like five bucks. The community would pay the five bucks, and that means every kid can go to the school. Everything is straight. You just go in do your thing and, and um, you know, get the candy, come out, they dress up and everything. But, you know, I look at all the different things that we weren't able to do that we, we, we can't do today that we used to do back in the day. Um, you know, I, I hear my mom and dad talk about it, how, you know, you know, they used to actually walk from school. They used to go home for lunch, right? And you never heard any issues, bro. You never heard any people get kidnapped or abducted. So I, I was encouraged the fact that I haven't heard anything about any, um, you know, any kids, any issues with trick or treating, um, and and those are the type of things that you, believe it or not, add to society. They really help kids be, um, you, you know, get comfortable with dealing with people face to face, right? So some of those things are, are very important, and those are the times you look back on and say, man. That's what great times. I love doing overnighters or I love trick or treating and different things like that. I just hope hopefully we can continue these trends where we don't have to have our kids wrapped up in the house and you can actually show them a good time. So, uh, you know, salute to everybody else here that, that gave candy and salute to all the parents that, you know, took their kids or neighbors door to door and, and had a good time. Well said. Uh, Gee, the other day you talked about Deion Sanders and historically, historically black universities. And I was listening, actually, to the Dan Patrick show. And I like Dan Patrick, but I never really listened to his show. But for whatever reason, I had it on yesterday. And they were talking about whether or not Dion would go to Auburn. And I know, ultimately, probably Dion is going to end up at a big university. But I was thinking about this because Dan Patrick, who I'm sure is very wealthy, um, and he was saying, like, almost like it was ludicrous, the idea that he would just stay at Jackson State. And I, I thought to myself, I said, why is that crazy? Deion Sanders, is, I'm assuming if he's taking care of his money, he's extremely wealthy. So I assume that's the case. Deion Sanders doesn't need the money from Auburn. I know he's going to make a lot more money if he went to Auburn or a big university. We all understand that. And ultimately, I wouldn't you know, crush him if he did leave. I get it. It's, you know, it's not my money. I don't need to count his money. But the positive that Deion Sanders has created at Jackson State, without even being in that area, I, I can't even imagine like the the way he has uplifted that school and the and all really of the schools in that conference. And if other former players chose to go down the same road that Deion Sanders has and actually stayed there, 
you know, not all these big universities now are always good. Why can't <laughs> Deion Sanders, instead of going to Auburn, why can't he stay at Jackson State and eventually the school becomes so good that they could put more money into their facilities mm-hmm. and he can make that a big program? Yeah, it can't happen overnight. It would take time. I, I Listen, I'm, again, I'm not killing Deion Sanders if he leaves. I get it. He, he doesn't need to – he doesn't owe more than anybody else does. But he's doing such great things. I would hate to see him leave. I really hope he stays there for a long time. And instead of him having to go to a big university, he turns Jackson State into a big football program. And thus, others follow in that conference. I think that's good for everybody. Mm. Well, I want to see him stay. He's been. Yeah, I hope he does. I think he, he has impact. I yeah. major impact. Listen, he got one kid flip from D1. I know. Or, well, uh, he's got a number of kids that could have been big time prospects. Yeah. Go to an HBCU. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, today's the first day we're doing bonus content. About five so, minutes. So if, you go, five if minutes. you're one of our uh, coach tier members, we got bonus content. Is that going to be live, the bonus content? Yeah, live. So, okay, we, we, I didn't realize it was going to be live. <laughs> live bonus content coming up. It's like uh, Bill Maher does his overtime. You know, if you go to stream HBO, well, we're doing our overtime. And the coach, if you're in the coaches tier and you're a member, bonus content coming up. What would you say, five minutes? About five minutes. About five minutes. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow right here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Peace. Yeah. We hit him Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.